from Indianapolis with an eye on every corner of Indiana. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Ice Miller and Indiana University. From the shores of Lake Michigan to the splendor of nature's seasonal transformation in Brown County. In Indiana, big thrills are a state tradition. Race fans and visitors driving billions of tourism dollars into popular Hoosier destinations. We look at how the fall season is adding to the bottom line. Plus, introducing Spokenote, the simple way to add video to anything. URL stickers, video sharing, and the Indiana connection. And new life for Circle Center Mall in downtown Indianapolis. Details on a big investment on its way. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from Fort Harrison State Park in the heart of Marion County here in Indianapolis, one of 24 parks, state parks in the statewide system. It is part of an industry that is extremely important to the Indiana economy. And as the leaves here in Indiana begin to uh, turn their beautiful shades of orange and yellow, tourist attractions and businesses alike around Indiana are seeing green as they hope to cash in on this first full fall season post-COVID. The latest numbers from the Indiana Destination Development Corporation peg the economic impact of tourism in Indiana at nearly $7 billion. It's an industry that supports an estimated 150,000 jobs statewide. And joining me now with more on the impact of tourism in Indiana, pleased to be joined as always by Elaine Beadle, the CEO of the Indiana Destination Development Corporation. Elaine, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, fall is a big season. Right. You got a bunch of festivals. I know the Covered Bridge Festival over in Park County uh, kicks right. off uh, this week, the biggest uh, festival uh, in the state. How important is this time of year in that tourism sector? Well, it's, it's important and Indiana is beautiful in mm -hmm. the fall and so there's lots of things going on all over the state and it's an opportunity for our own Hoosiers to enjoy mm -hmm. uh, life here but also for guests to come, for visitors to come and it's important because of the spending that they do mm -hmm. here and the economic impact and the, and the additional taxes we get from their spending uh, for the state. But also it's, the other side is it to get them exposed to Indiana. Every time a visitor comes and they, they see what Indiana has to offer in our quality of life and quality of place, that helps raise the perception of Indiana. And that individual may tell someone else. Someone else may say, oh, maybe I'll go check out Indiana. But you know, it's getting visitors here, again, very important, but also changing that perception to help attract talent mm -hmm. and then to retain all those graduates that we have in our colleges and universities. We have to give them a, a true taste of Indiana. Yeah. You know, the IDDC uh, launched a big campaign in Indiana. It was launched right. in June at the Indianapolis right. Motor Speedway. Talk about that campaign, the, the goals, and, and how it's being received. Right. Well, absolutely. The reason we did this campaign is really to help all entities in Indiana to be identified that they're located here. And the beauty of it is the in Indiana is kind of the identifier and then any entity can create their own headline. So visit Fort Bend State Park and it could be uh, listen to Inside Indiana Business in Indiana, all that on top of Indiana so that we can build a body of knowledge out there and people who aren't familiar with Indiana of what's all here. I mean, the governor has often said that, you know, it gets in conversations and it's like Purdue, that's in Indiana or Notre Dame. Yes, they're in Indiana. They know of these great assets, but they don't associate them with us. And yeah. so that's part of what that buildup is. And, you know, it's really been pretty well received. We've got, uh, we're asking people to put it on their website, put it on billboards, do whatever, mm -hmm. use it in your marketing. 
and we've got nearly 300 different activations already that we know about because they can download the toolkits to do this at no cost and, and use them however they would like creatively. And so we've had, um, I think, good response from that and we're excited about that and continue to tell our story and hopefully get even more. You talk about building, you're building, you and others at the IDDC, building the case for more funding for tourism. Indiana right. historically has been underfunded when it right. comes to these, uh, these efforts. Uh, budget writing session of the legislature coming up uh, next year, your thoughts right. uh, and what you want to take to that, uh, to that body? Well, I think what we need to do, yes, to your point, we have been totally underfunded. I mean, when you look at net what we get to spend for an organization and marketing the state, we're about four and a half million. We're competing with Pure Michigan at 40 million, Ohio spending 35 million, Kentucky spending 50 million, Illinois spending nearly 90 million this year. And so we're not in an opportunity to even compete with them. So yeah, I think what we have to do though is to really educate our legislators to understand the importance and how we're really missing out. And if we could get up to the level some of these other states are, mm -hmm. the additional revenue, the additional spend and the additional taxes that'll come back to Indiana, this is an investment in our future. And so we really are going to go to the legislatures educate them on everything that's happening now around us, what the numbers look like, and hopefully get a, a nice budget so that we can actually compete. It should mention the impact, though. It is it's truly a statewide. You look at smaller communities, rural areas, yes. talk about agritourism and some of those uh, right. areas. It has the potential to really impact the right. entire state. Many of our orchards that are doing U-picks now, mm -hmm. they're in the rural communities. And this is an opportunity for everyone to participate because again, as I mentioned, all the artwork is done for the In Indiana campaign. It's just a matter of downloading the free toolkits and, and making it your own by creating your own headline. And so we hope that this helps small towns, large mm -hmm. cities, everyone in between and all businesses, small businesses and large businesses can easily participate. All right, Elaine Beadle, the CEO of the Indiana Destination Development Corporation. Thanks as always. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, again, the colors are beginning to pop here in central Indiana and really throughout the state of Indiana. Leaf watching is a big tourism attraction here in the state of Indiana. A bit later in the show, our Mary Rachel Redmond with more on growing the agritourism sector here in the state and how Indiana farmers and businesses are cashing in. Meantime, Southeast Indiana could be another good destination to shoot for on a fall trip uh, this year. From hiking at Clifty Falls State Park to taking in the quaint beauty of historic Madison along the Ohio River. It is a region in Indiana that we're showcasing on this week's Business and Beyond podcast with one Southern Indiana president and CEO, Wendy Danchesser. She says big investment like Louisiana-based bourbon maker Cesarac are uh, really part of what's driving growth in the region, but there continue to be challenges when it comes to filling jobs. Our biggest challenges are going to be this continued workforce growth. Labor force participation rates, I think, is a national problem that we're not immune to, um, but the solutions are going to be local. So how we continue to get people into the workforce, into positions, or at least into career tracks that are in demand, but also um, interesting and purposeful and all the things that, that folks are looking for, we, we're, set, we're sitting pretty to do all of that. Much more with One Southern Indiana's Wendy Danchester on the next edition of the Business and Beyond podcast. That starts Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, coming up next, we will be back in studio with some exclusive details uh, on a big jobs announcement. In fact, an all made in Indiana innovation combining stickers with video. The recipient scans the code with their smartphone and the video automatically plays. 
More on how that technology from Spokenote is gaining traction and transitioning and translating into new jobs. Shop in New York and you could get taken for a ride. We should go cross town. Shop in Chicago and you could get knocked for a loop. Move the car now. But shop in downtown Indianapolis and you'll get all the urban delight. Circle Center, it's right over there. We're back in studio now. That was 1995 when Circle Center Mall first opened, serving as a centerpiece for the renaissance, the rebirth, uh, really, of downtown Indianapolis. Since that time, community support has faded a bit. The retail landscape has changed dramatically, and what was the crown jewel in the heart of Indy, now really a shell of its former self. But things are starting to point in a positive direction for Circle Center. Indianapolis-based Direct Connect Logistics plans on moving its headquarters to the old Nordstrom location at Circle Center. It could wind up being well over 100 additional workers to the downtown Indy workforce. DCL is a leading retail logistics provider in the food beverage and cold chain markets. DCL President Nick Likens on the logic behind moving to the mall. We've had our roots in the downtown community for a long time. Um, obviously, like you said, Circle Center Mall has had its ups and downs, and we wanted to be a part of you know, that re, uh, revamp and, and bringing some life back down to the center of, of Indianapolis. Other signs of a turnaround at Circle Center? Cohatch operating a co-working inside the mall. North High Brewing is up and running at the old Granite City location as well. And nonprofit minority-owned She Experience recently opened on the second floor at Circle Center. It's time now to go inside innovation. Well, when attendees at the Daytime Emmy Awards reached into their swag bags, they found this a sticker created in Fishers that could revolutionize the way we share video. Spokenote is the brainchild of Central Indiana serial entrepreneur and launch Fishers founder John Wexler. John joins us now uh, with more. John, as always, welcome and congratulations on this latest venture. Spokenote, uh, a, big, a big deal. I know you have big plans this week announcing new headquarters in downtown Fishers and 300 jobs. Thank you very much, Gary. Yeah, this is uh, something that really has been the works for in the works for a number of years. Uh, a friend of mine uh, actually is the one that came up with the original idea that has been kind of turned into Spokenote. Uh, about a year and a half ago, we started prototyping and trying to figure out how we might turn this into a product, and we're super excited uh, to launch with our flagship uh, flagship product, the sticker that you have in front of you. We're going to do a, a, a demo here to show folks how it works. But but, but your idea here, uh, you really want to try to revolutionize uh, video and the way we, we share video, I guess. Absolutely. So this is the first of many products that we are uh, creating. Uh, the idea is that we're creating a utility uh, that will allow people to create and share short video. Right? It, it's not something that is as easy as you might think mm -hmm. today. And so what we've done is we've uh, created this idea that we think of it as the digital equivalent of the sticky note. Uh -huh. Much in the same way you would buy a pad of sticky notes, uh, drag a marker across it and leave a mm -hmm. note for someone. Yep. Instead, you peel this off, scan it, record a video yep. wherever you put the sticker, the video plays. Okay, we're going to show folks how this works. Pretty simple to do. We'll see if we can do it. Here's the sticky note right here, which is a QR code that I will uh, scan right now. Okay, I've done that. Now a prompt uh, comes up on the screen that you see right here to uh, create a video. Important to note too, Gary, that yeah. that is a browser experience. No app, okay. no download, no registration. Okay. You do it right in your browser. Okay, 
And we're going to record a quick video here uh, with John in studio. We are in the Inside Indiana Business Studios with John Wexler talking about Spokenote and several hundred jobs on the way. I hit end. So I have the, uh, I've done the video. All I do is press use video. And there's an upload upload button and it's uploading now, uh, John. So it's headed your way. So let's say you put this on a card, a note, a letter, a gift. Mm -hmm. Uh, You either uh, would mail this to me or you would drop it off to a business location. Or Mm -hmm. if you're sending a gift to a family member and you happen to be in Scottsdale, maybe working on your golf game. Right. Uh, But you want to send a gift back and and have your family member uh, receive a message when they receive the gift. You just put this uh, yeah. this sticker on the gift, and then what they would do is they would take their phone out when they yeah. get it. Now, remember, this either went through the mail uh, or uh, or was d- delivered to them. They yeah. scan the code, yeah. and then what happens is it's uploading right now. Um, normally, it takes a second or two for that video to go up, and then I will show you uh, what the view experience looks like. While that's going up, let me show you this. So you peel the sticker yeah. off, yeah. and that video will actually play. So get a shot of that. So, so, and you're saying right now, actually folks who are watching us at home yep. can, uh, can scan the QR code on their screens and be able to watch the video, right? Yeah, so it's up right now. In studio, we are in the Inside Indiana Business Studios with John Wexler talking about spoke note wow. and several hundred jobs on the way. Very simple. So yeah. wherever yeah, that wherever that uh, sticker goes, the video plays. So yep. you think of it as kind of again that digital equivalent of a sticky note, yeah. and that's the way we're kind of capturing it in the Fascinating mind's eye. Tech. Hey, we've only got thirty seconds, John. Sure. Very quickly, this is the tip of the iceberg. You think, right? The the the, the post-it sticky notes, many other applications. Yeah. So we're creating uh, creating a software platform that we 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 think of it as a utility for the creation and sharing of short video. So we're talking about how do you do this at scale? How would a uh, a university use this to communicate? with tens of thousands of, yep. of uh, stakeholders, and how does a nonprofit use yep. it? We're building that kind of software to really make it scale. All right, we're going to be following the story. Uh, spoke note, uh, big plans, 300 jobs, new headquarters in Fishers. John Wexler, uh, Wexler, as always, thanks very much. Thank you, Gary. All right. Well, we mentioned off the top of the show the economic impact of tourism in Indiana. Agritourism, a big piece of the pie. Apples, pumpkins, hay rides, oh my. Coming up next, we'll have a look at agritourism numbers here at Tuttle's Orchards. You won't want to miss it next. Also in this week's IBJ, battery maker Empower are preparing to ramp up production at its Indianapolis facility. How IndyCar's rebirth is fueling innovation in motorsports. Why Hi-Fi in Fountain Square now, an all-ages music venue, and closer look at what's on the line in the race for Indiana Secretary of State. That's, that's coming up in this week's IBJ. This is Alex Brown. Get caught up on the state's top business news every business day with Inside Indiana Business Radio On Demand. This twice-daily podcast features our statewide Inside Indiana Business radio reports with additional bonus content that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. You can listen now on the podcast page at InsideIndianaBusiness.com 
or subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, nothing says fall in Indiana like these treasures nestled against the backdrop of the changing leaves. Of the state's nearly 100 covered bridges, nearly half located in the western part of Indiana, which is where the Park County Covered Bridge Festival is taking place beginning this weekend, the largest festival in the state of Indiana. Well, we highlighted Indiana tourism at the top of the show and a big piece of the pie when it comes to seasonal revenue, especially in the fall, agritourism. Our Mary Rachel Redmond is on the farm now in Hancock County with a herd of kiddos at Tunnel Orchard. Mary Rachel. Well, Gary, fall is officially here and there's no better place to spend a little time than the pumpkin patch. But believe it or not, there's a lot more to do than just picking pumpkins. Check this out. I'd say that may be the best way to slide into fall. Whether you're in search of a pumpkin or the perfect apple, Tuttle Orchard has just about everything that's fabulous about fall in Indiana. We have been an apple orchard that's been uh, around since 1928, so we're on 94 years, I think. So we still do grow about 50 acres of apples, so a lot of people come for apple picking, but there's also people who come to pick pumpkins. We have, of course, the corn maze that people enjoy. We have narrated tractor rides that kind of talk about the history of the farm and some of the things we grow here. Um, we have opportunity for kids to play in Tractor Town, which is a farm-based um, activity area for them. And don't forget about the food. We have really seen in the last few years that uh, a lot of people want to actually come and experience food right here on the farm. So um, we have all the fall treats like donut, pumpkin donuts, apple donuts, apple cider slushies, caramel apples of all kinds. When it comes to September and October, agritourism is a big time economic driver. In Hancock County alone, it's estimated over 100,000 out-of-county visitors flock to the area just to get their fall farm fix. I think that people always really have a desire to interact with nature and beauty and um, we, we really have this sense of that is healing and helpful to us, I especially since in this season where life has been hard for a lot of people for a while. It's really helpful to be able to be in nature. So it really, I mean, in Indiana, we have great fall weather, so it's an opportunity for people to come and enjoy maybe being able to connect with nature in a way that they, they haven't been able to or um, getting to see things grow. I think it's, it's nourishing and encouraging to all of us. Agritourism alive and well here at Tuttle's. In fact, there's also a lot of history. This is the 94th year Tuttle Orchards has been in operation. It's fourth generation family owned. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and... How beautiful is that? Take a little bite of this family history. Mm. Does not get much better than that. Wow. Mm. Gary, back to you. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. Lots going on certainly around the state of Indiana. Let's check out what else is making business news headlines now around the state. Another wind farm will soon sprout up in northwest Indiana, this one generating enough power to service some 54,000 homes. EDP Renewables North America says its new wind farm in White County should be up and running sometime next year. To Union County now in eastern Indiana, where Ohio-based global agribusiness, the Andersons, has purchased Moat Farm Services. That's a retail farm center headquartered in Union City. The Andersons employ some 2,400 people around the globe.
And heading to southeast Indiana now, growth for New Albany-based Simtech. The company broke ground uh, this week on a nearly $3 million expansion to its Floyd County headquarters. Sim Simtech manufactures precision machine parts, fabrication, and welding. Coming up next, patients outside of central Indiana now able to get a potential life-saving state-of-the-art prostate cancer scan. The Fishers and Indiana Health Connection coming up. It's time now for Eye on Education. Well, new opportunities for student entrepreneurs across Indiana. The Mill in Bloomington expanding its summer internship program for college students, growing from eight weeks to 10 weeks, and also opening it up to students from throughout the state. The program is a paid internship that allows students to focus solely on their startups, a model that proved to be successful this summer. Focus, I think that was one of the biggest things we heard back was, you know, if you weren't doing this with us this summer, what would you be doing? And they essentially universally said, well, we'd probably still be working on our startup, but we wouldn't have the focus or be doing it full time. We'd have to get part time jobs right to kind of supplement. The Mill in Bloomington opened in 2018 as a co-working and incubator space. Well, in this week's Business of Health, a potentially life-saving made-in-Indiana innovation is now helping cancer patients in the northwest part of the state. Franciscan Health Cancer Center in Munster offering a scan called Lucix for men who have prostate cancer or who stand a chance of recurrence. The high-tech scan is made by Fishers-based Telex Pharmaceuticals. Johnson County cancer patient Larry Dune, he made history in April, becoming the first person in the United States to get that scan. I've never been first at receiving anything. <laughs> Maybe an F on my report card at one time or another. That's Larry Dune, a retired Greenwood Railroad worker making medical history. Well, it's the largest event of its kind in the Midwest, and organizers of the Indiana Conference for Women say this year's event is nearing a sellout. This is the 11th year for a conference that has attracted more than 10,000 attendees and 750 companies over that time span. Co-founder Billy Dragu Garcia says in addition to providing a unique opportunity for women to learn and network, the conference is a showcase for Indiana. You see how these amazing celebrities that come in, like Martha Stewart, goes around and goes to Long, Long uh, Bakery and, and uh, you know, looks around the city. Ariana Huffington had never been to Indianapolis. So, you know, I think it provides some economic development opportunities for, you know, the, our state. And at the same time, I think our state has a lot to offer the people that come in. Well, the Indiana Conference for Women is November 1. That's at the JW Marriott in downtown Indianapolis. Mark your calendar also for IBJ's Women of Influence event. That's October 27th. Join us to meet and network uh, with some of the city's most powerful and inspiring women. RSVP by October 20th at ibj.com events. That's all the time we have for this edition of Inside Indiana Business. As we leave you this week, the sights and sounds of all things fall in Indiana. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. 
Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.